Hello, Hello and welcome to the Still Chill Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Nice to have you, to have you nice. Um, <laughs> a little bit of a disclaimer, the sound on this episode is a little bit funky and we're not yeah. really sure why, but we did really enjoy listening back on this episode yeah. and we thought that you would too. So we've left it unedited. Yeah, sorry. Un, what's the word? Unfiltered. Mm-hmm. And yeah, hopefully, hopefully you like it. We've been gone for like four months. A lot has changed globally, pandemically. That's a new word. (laughs) And a lot has changed for us personally, as I'm sure it has for you as well. Yeah. And we just wanted to talk about, I think, what we've been experiencing as mental health practitioners in Mm -hmm. this time. Yeah. How how things have changed, even just in the last year. In the last, yeah. For sure. And what some of... Our real not even realizations. Like we just basically wanted to have a good whinge. Okay, Kylie Jenner, <laughs> realizations. Uh, we wanted to have a have g- a good whinge. <laughs> no, we do. So here we are, and we just think that hopefully it's going to resonate with you because we know so many people who are going through this at the moment. Yeah, and yeah. How has it been for you, Rose? So at the beginning of the pandemic, yeah. I had a lot of people reaching out to me. A lot mm. of people who knew that this was going to be difficult knew what was going to be difficult what was about to come (laughs) oh right you mean so in anticipation yeah yeah. and already because some of the changes were happening and they just needed to feel I guess stable in processing what was going on yeah whereas now I feel like so many people are reaching out to me and it's because so much has come up like we're we didn't know what we were about to enter. There was a lot of speculation and we've been through it and it's been long and it's been tedious and so much has happened. And it's really coming to the surface now and I think we're really about to see, start to see the real impact. It's like peak. Peak. Yeah, I think, oh, I don't know. No, it's not peak. No, it's not peak. I don't think it's peak. It's the beginning. It's the beginning of the peak. peak. (laughs) Beginning of peak. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah we're laughing but it's a crisis no, it's a crisis I'm laughing because it's honestly nervous after um yeah what what have you experienced in your job actually why don't you tell why don't you talk about what your job actually is yeah because ours are completely well yeah no they are no, completely, they are completely different. different uh so we work in the same field um but I work for the NHS mm-hmm. so it's public health and I am an emotional health worker, basically, for children and teenagers. So I work for CAMS. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the kids and adolescents service for anyone who doesn't know. And, yeah, we've just had more kids coming to us than ever before. And I'm new in this job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really know what it was like before it was like this. Yeah. Um, but I can definitely say that it's hectic. So what we offer is low intensity interventions that Mm -hmm. are virtual at the moment well I say at the moment but they're going to be virtual for the upcoming year I think nothing's really been said Mm -hmm. um so there's a lot of uncertainty it is like I mean we use Webex and yeah it's just there are a lot of children who have very complex needs and I say a lot I'm going to say most because no matter what's happened, the pandemic is going to make things complex. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, it's just been a, a pretty overwhelming time for our service, I think. And yeah. they're managing, and shout out my colleagues because they're amazing. Um, but it's it's really trying to make sure that they get 
the help as soon as they can. Yeah. That's the other side is waiting lists. Yeah. So say like in an ideal situation, right, a parent is noticing that their child is showing symptoms of Mm -hmm. mental health um, decline and, or the school is noticing or their social worker or whatever, the GP. Yeah. And they refer this child to your service. Mm -hmm. Ideally, how would this go down? And how does it act versus how does it actually go down? Like, what are some I of mean, the barriers that ideally, you're finding? they would be able to go to the GP and then go and have one-to-one help straight off the bat. Yeah. I think that would be ideal for anyone. Um, for us as a service, in comparison to other services, they get seen the quickest. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, it's still a waiting list. Yeah. Well, I know the adult services at the moment here yeah. in my area is around 18 months. Yeah. It's... Which... It's wild. It's wild out here. To expect people to actually wait when they're going through something. And then the other side is, like, usually those waiting lists are even for, like, assessment, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Or having, like, that initial session. And these things take time. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not going to feel better even after two or three sessions. You, you, you know, you have to, you have to see somebody consistently and, you know, even the sessions that we do, they're group sessions. So yeah. you're not getting one-to-one help. Like I said, it's low intensity. So it's, it's really difficult to place the kids in the right place and offer them the help that they actually need. And in terms of the staff, it's no one's fault. Yeah. You know, they're no, working really hard. Um, it's just the way that it's set up. That's the issue. And... The way it's I, funded. I mean, I say, yeah, the way that it's funded. And the the thing is, like... I It's like I want to say, oh, we weren't prepared for this. So, it, mm. you know, it's whatever. When actually, we had all the time to prepare. Yeah. And I say we, I mean the big mans, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the big people upstairs. Um, It's a, it's a, it's a crisis. Like we're in a pandemic. The first thing that people need to think of is mental health, really, obviously physical. Okay. But I've just got this, like, in my mind, the way it seems is in the last, let's say 10 years, mental health has really been at the forefront Mm -hmm. of what people talk about. Like it's actually been destigmatized to some extent to yeah. some extent yes. right but i just don't think that that's reflected in politics and policies and the rest Not of it at, at all. all and that impacts that is impacting every single person pretty much yeah massively especially because it's there so it's like why should people have to pay mm-hmm. we have yeah we have the nhs you know you should just be able to go and get get the right help and it just ends up becoming so tedious I, for the people who are waiting. And that's why so many people end up opting into other wellness services and things that they pay for and holistic healing mm-hmm. and, you know, all this kind of stuff that's being marketed to them. Yeah. And then they end up investing so much time, so much money, and it isn't effective because it's not... Well, it like, but oh, it's there's so much nuance in this yes. because, as you were saying, within your service, you're overwhelmed. You've had the most kids you've ever had, or whatever, and they're all having the same intervention. So yeah. it's very much one size fits all, mm-hmm. and it's I know it's exactly the same for the adult services. I know there are some. I know there are some pockets in the UK which 
are very reactive with yes. the research and they implement like a lot of mindfulness within the NHS. Mm-hmm. I know Sussex is one of those places. Yeah. Um, and London, obviously, but that is not true for the rest of the UK no. and it's not right to expect everyone to get well with CBT. Yeah, because that is literally the only thing that's being offered. Yeah. After waiting 18 months. Yeah. So that's another reason why people then go into these holistic healing spaces because they've tried or they've even paid money for um, a traditional therapist. Mm -hmm. They didn't need talking. Yeah. They needed, you know, something else. So then they go towards the holistic space and then a lot of them get scammed. Yeah. There. That's Which one is thing. Just so heartbreaking. That's one thing because it's unregulated, right? Yeah. And then the other thing <laughs> is that it's so expensive. Like I'm expensive. Yeah. I know I am. Uh, well, I'm. 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 Av- I'm like. I would. Sorry, I wouldn't say that you're expensive. I think in comparison to other. No, I'm level. <laughs> yeah, you're level. But to the average person, yes, it would be an. Ex- it would be an uh, an, an investment. An investment, one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I would be able to afford you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, fair. Definitely. And you're the best out there. (laughs) And and actually, thank you. (laughs) And that financial barrier actually goes so deep. Yeah. Because when you're already feeling low Mm -hmm. and you're feeling worthless, Mm -hmm. why would you think that you deserve to have this kind of help and spend all of your hard-earned money on this kind of help. Mm -hmm. That's the difficulty. And I just think it's asking It shouldn't even cost anything. It shouldn't even cost anything. (laughs) But I now have a personal counsellor, like you know. Yeah. And you saw how much I was umming and eyeing about even spending that money because I was like, ah, it's it's a lot. I need to save. And I was like, don't be stupid. And you're like, don't be an idiot. It's your mental health. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what am I but doing? Because you have that money spare. There are a lot of people who, who actually don't, don't yes. have that money. But like, imagine, that's what that's my point though. Mm-hmm. I have that money spare and I'm still not willing to spend it yeah. to get help. Yeah. So I can only imagine what it would be like if you are really struggling financially and you don't want to spend the money. No one should have to. Yeah. And this is like such a dilemma in my personal work. Yeah. And when I was doing my studying, I this mean, is you, something you I'd bring up all give the out time. Free sessions. I do give out free sessions. People do sponsor them, but I do give out free sessions. But also, I remember just always talking to my teachers and being like, I don't feel like I should be charging for this. I feel like everyone should yeah. just know this, you know? It's and like you want to just pass on the knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> but I also want to live. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I want to live my life. Yeah, you gotta pay your bills, babe. That and I'm still working through that. Yeah, like actually charging what I think I'm worth, and being okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the compromise, um, but I definitely think it should be free. I definitely think that the government should just pay me. Yeah, of course. What I deserve, <laughs> and every other healer, and every other and therapist, every other healthcare every other professional. Person. Yes, yeah. like. Pay me what you pay yourself yeah. and everyone should get free access. Yeah. Adequate, effective access. Mm-hmm. You have loads of modalities you can choose from. What works for you? What works for you? Mm-hmm. Or here's a week to try all of these things out. Oh, imagine. Right? I just don't, th- I don't see how that couldn't work. Yeah. How, like, 
imagine you're like, right, I feel I feel like shit. I'm going to go to my GP. You go to your GP. You, you explain, you articulate. They're like, right, we're going to set you up on this thing. Mm-hmm. You go away for... Oh, you don't even have to go away. No. Because if they're like, it comes to, to work. <laughs> no, it doesn't come to you. You do have to go. But yeah. it's not away. Yeah. You just, you just have a taster of art therapy, music therapy, talking therapy. Um, even... Or, or even... Um, like physical stuff. I know that there's loads of stuff out there. Mm-hmm, Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and we just, we just, we just love creative stuff. But yeah. I, I do think, I definitely believe that creative therapy helps. So that would be sick. Doing Awkward. that for a week. Yeah. And then being like, oh yeah, I like this one. You enroll. And then you go from there. Yeah. And then if, if it really works for you, then you can get signposted to other similar things or there's going to be even more specific ones if you want to carry on, you know? Just, yeah. And I just don't think that's a big ask of mm-hmm. the public. I, just, I think, if anything, they would probably be cutting costs. You know, if they found... Yeah. It just... I just... I have so many ideas. <laughs> I'm I'm so on board with that. Let's do it. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? No. No, and I then do. If you're like, Why okay, can't it be And like... then let's say you're like, okay, I love talking therapy. I'm going to have talking therapy. And they're like, okay, well, do you know which kind of therapist you would like? And then you can specify. Yeah. Like, and then you get matched up. Or they match or, you up. Yeah. 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 That'd be legitness. Be really good. What were some of the struggles or some of the barriers that you found when you were looking for your therapist? Oh, so I was completely lost, like, when I started looking, because, first of all, I studied psychology, and obviously because we're in this field, I literally thought I didn't need it. How funny <laughs> is that? No, no, I relate. <laughs> I literally think I know better. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not going to help me, it's not going to be helpful. Um, but, you know, I was running into your room crying. So <laughs> I was like, we were like, right, you need to find someone. Yeah. I wanna... And actually, I was quite excited at this prospect. I was like, I would lo- I kind of want to, I want to do it. Yeah. And w- as soon as I decided that I wanted to do it, I was like, cool. Where? Mm-hmm. Where do I find this person? How do I find this therapist? I thought I knew of, of all the services out there and what was available to me and what people can do for their mental health. And suddenly, if when it came to me, I I literally didn't know where to start. So I'm Googling, I'm doing everything, looking at everything, and I just felt completely overwhelmed. Like There's I, so much there's out there. so much, and I was And everyone's selling you a dream. Everyone <laughs> is selling you a dream. Oh, my God. And I, you know how particular I was. I, yeah. I wanted to make sure that I wanted to have uh, a female. I wanted to make sure they were a person of colour because of the things that I wanted to discuss and, and feel comfortable enough to do that. So it, there was barely any out there and the ones who were out there weren't available and the ones that looked good were too expensive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I was just like an endless search for ages and then a friend of mine recommended BetterHelp, mm-hmm. which is an app or a website and you can get counselling or therapy virtually, which I felt a bit weird about to begin with, but I was like, we'll give it a go. What I'm doing is virtual and it seems to be fine. And you go through all these questions, you can specify exactly what you want, what you want to work on, the kind of therapist you want to have, and then they match you up with someone. It's, it takes like a day. They literally match me up in a day. Amazing. 
Um, and I had my first session and I loved it. And yeah, she's a woman from the US. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just... It was amazing. So and it I did have to pay. You. I did have to pay. Yeah. So yeah, it's not a free service. Um, but when you go through the questions at the beginning, they do ask you about your financial situation. So if you do have a low income, then they give you discounts, which is really good. I think. So you found it difficult to get to this point because you were just so overwhelmed with the information and you kind of felt like you knew better as well. Yes. But also you didn't know anything. <laughs> exactly. And I didn't know who was selling me a dream and who yeah. was actually competent in what yeah. they were doing. Um, and I just wasn't prepared to spend a lot of money and not get what I need from it. Yeah. I was just way too scared. I think that's fair, though. I think that's valid. Yeah. To be honest. But I think that was the, the most shocking thing for me was the fact that I was struggling so much to find the right help. Mm-hmm. Um. And for someone like me who thinks they know everything about this kind of stuff, really, yeah. it shouldn't be that hard. Um, but that's, I think, where the problem is because capitalism has made everything that competitive in every mm-hmm. single industry that you can't even access the right help for yeah. your well-being. Exactly. Because people are competing against each other and trying to scam you. And... And that's that's the sad part, really, because and it, that, obviously that's not just mental health; that's physical health too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and it is a journey to find the right person for yeah. you. And not everyone a has the capacity. Like some people really are just out here surviving. Mm-hmm. Some people can't afford that. Yeah, it really is expensive. <laughs> it is even it's if like, it's just like books you're investing in you know yeah. people are like oh healing should be free healing is free like you got to just do it yourself yeah, the you don't need money to heal yeah. people i see that in the holistic space all the time mm-hmm. but actually it's so much harder than that yeah and there are so many limitations and people like you know i've been guilty of saying you know the limitations only exist within yourself and that's true to some extent yeah but you need security and stability in mm-hmm. order to be in a right mindset to even consider yes. transformation and change and, and it's like bettering how can you yourself. even go into a, into anything when you don't know whether you fully trust it yeah when it comes to your healing work yeah and that's the you, other thing people have had bad experiences yeah. So, and I, I just feel like it's become such a mainstream thing, you know, oh, everyone needs therapy, everyone should be in therapy, oh, go get a therapist. Like, I see this online almost every single day. Oh my, it's and so glamorised, isn't so it? It's so glamorised, but it's also, I feel like, re- a really classist thing to say. Yeah. Because working class people can't, for the most part, can't afford this kind of help, and for you to just be like well, you need to get a therapist and you are a therapy. Have you but it's tried also it? putting the blame back onto the onto individual the because really these are systemic issues yeah. that are feeding into these complex mental health issues that mm-hmm. people are impacted by today. Yeah. Like really it's a bigger problem and this mental health care system and the wellness industry and the rest of it are all under the same umbrella. Like it's all intersectional Yeah, and we're all suffering because of it. Mm-hmm. So boycott (laughs) because it's like it's not as if oh it just slipped the government's mind oh right Mm -hmm. how can we it's mental health if you think about a pandemic any any person with common sense would be like right two things 
physical health, obviously, because it's a it's a it's virus. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but mental health is gonna the 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 issues that we're finding at my work is that none of this is directly related to the virus, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah there are uh, numerous cases where people have been dealing with grief and, and bereavement. Um, but the main issue is what's happened as a result of the pandemic, whether it's... it's the domestic, lockdown. Yeah, lockdown, whether it's domestic violence, whether it's divorce, people moving between mum and dad's houses, mm-hmm. you know, um, ex- school, exams. Yeah. It, 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 the, the pressure on young people, I think... Is being We've really not even underestimated. Begun. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really concerning because I feel like everyone has the right to be wrapped up in their their own personal lives because this is affecting people so much. Mm-hmm. But I do think that young people aren't being considered as much as they should be. Yeah, and here's my concern actually. Now that we're half pretending that everything is going back to normal yeah. and we're all out again uh-huh. outside, you know people are just pushing through everything that came up for them in the lockdown Mm -hmm. periods. And I know that that's not necessarily healthy. So if you, during the lockdown period, had this realisation, like, actually, these things don't really serve me, Mm -hmm. and you're finding yourself falling back into old patterns, back into old habits, just because you want to feel a sense of normality and stability, I just want to let you know that that's okay. But ultimately, that... You don't need to be doing that. <laughs> you don't need to be doing that. I think it's that. really important it's... to find a balance. No, I think it's okay if you've changed. Yeah, of course year. people have changed. Yeah, people just don't want to. That. Yeah, but I feel like it's really difficult for people to embrace at this time. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's fine, like you said, to to try and find that sense of normality, but know when you're doing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And know that things aren't necessarily the same and I think it's it's radical acceptance that this is the way it is right now yeah um which I know I do know is really it is a it's like a hard pill to swallow I'm just really like follow your intuition go with your gut like if you don't want to go to the pub yeah for the third time this week don't if it's, it's overwhelming you, yeah, people are spending uh, like crazy. Very and expensive. Very expensive, and I'm speaking from personal experience. <laughs> it's really hard. Like people have, pe- I mean, we've got a financial crisis on our hands, and people are out here. Crisis, going, crisis, crisis. <laughs> but it is a crisis, yeah. and people are out bottomless brunching. Which I say, people, I mean me. you, <laughs> which is fine, but it does mean that. We're spending money, really, that we don't have. Here's the other thing, actually, Ra. I'm so glad that you mentioned this, because I've been really thinking about this. I'm really just outing myself, right? Yeah, you are. Basically, (laughs) if we really want to boycott these systems and make it better for ourselves, we have to be really careful with where we're spending our money. Oh, for sure. So, I was out here the other day for two hours, scrolling, Mm -hmm. wasn't I, Mm -hmm. on ASOS and the rest of it. Oh, my God, yeah. And then I just close my tabs because why would I? Ultimately, I know that that is just a small pleasure that's going to bring me momentary joy. Yeah. And it's actually doing a lot more harm than it is good. good. It's actually just me being selfish. Wait, no, 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 no. Let me finish. Let me finish. Because <laughs> I am. 
because I was like, oh, I need a new outfit for this event and da 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 da. Like we all have been. I know, I know you have. <laughs> We've all done it. We've all done it, right? And if you're doing that once, twice, okay. But if you're finding yourself constantly going back to those websites yeah. and trying to fill that void with bottomless brunches, yeah. with clothes, with this, with that, then just know you're never going to feel whole doing that. <laughs> this is so savage. <laughs> it's true. You're selfish. You're never going to feel whole. <laughs> but it's true because you're actually, you're like energetically, you're actually doing more harm than you are doing good. Yeah, of course. You, I, what you're saying is right. I just... And we're like, we can't be like anti-capitalistic and still enable all of this stuff to happen because we're investing our hard-earned money our underpaid money yeah, into it. Do you know I what agree. I, mean? I know. I, I, I know what you mean. And I agree. I just think no one is going to be able to fully boycott stuff. Yeah. And like you said, it's, the, it, I think it, I agree. It's fine to do it once, twice and to just know when you're doing it Yeah. and being careful about where you do spend your money. Yeah. Like we can criticize this stuff and still be complicit because. Oh my God. I, and I, we will be. And I'm not like, and I will a hundred percent be a hypocrite like I'm, I'm just saying theoretically you know yeah of course hypothetically even we can at least lessen our consumption yeah and I, that's still gonna make a massive, massive dent. difference yeah that's my point yeah is is just like if you're getting if you're getting three cups of coffee a week yeah make it one yeah and don't get it from starbucks but again guys. i'm saying we're putting <laughs> we're putting the responsibility on each other that's what i mean but again, with the selfishness i hear you but at the same time no. Is it selfish? I For me, it's selfish because I know better and I've known better for years. It's not a new realisation. It's not something I'm, like, I've only just realised and now I'm starting trying to integrate it into my life. Right. I've gone through, like, two, three years of not buying any new clothes, mm-hmm. you know, and I've fallen back into an old pattern. So I'm just having right. to go at myself, <laughs> which is not very compassionate. Um, But I, I was compassionate to myself because then I actually took a whole week off and did things that I considered self-care, that I hadn't been doing for myself yeah. to f- nourish myself and fill myself mm. in those ways. And that that's where... The long-term yeah. comes from. Yeah. And that's that's what's really important to note because it's... I mean, I'm sure we've mentioned this in another episode about self-care just being consumerism. Yeah. And it's really important to get back in touch with the things that actually nourish you and that aren't falling into the superficial kind of... Yeah. Category. Category. Category is superficial. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? I feel like I have to really get that off my chest. Yeah, I feel like you've literally... I feel the energy. You've just released it. I feel it on my skin. (laughs) I'm just... Yeah. I've been on social media a lot recently. And I think it's because you constantly see that stuff. And get exposed to it. And it is a highlight reel. We all know it. And you know what? The other thing to, to remember is that so many people do this stuff purely for Instagram yeah and no other reason uh, so we're it's not like talking to those people no we're not talking to those people but those <laughs> people know, exist know <laughs> those people exist and they're out there and we're still being exposed to it even if you don't want to engage mm-hmm. you know it's still there and it's about reminding yourself of that yeah that people are flexing and you don't have to live that way. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you. I feel like everyone has this wisdom within them, and if your gut is telling you like I don't want to be here, I don't enjoy the company of these people. Yeah. 
then go with that. Like, mm-hmm. please just listen to yourself. You know best. Like, we, if the last year has taught you anything, is that the healthcare system, the government, and the rest of it. And not your friends. Are, <laughs> no, oh, I don't want to be arsh. <laughs> you can be arsh, they're arsh. No, they're, they're not paying me. That's very hard. <laughs> No, you're making out like you're volunteering, you're not. Um, what? No, I'm not. <laughs> you basically are, to be fair. Don't you, I should be getting paid more, yes or no? Absolutely. That's what Absolutely. I'm no, um, I just think there's a partial responsibility on us and a partial responsibility on the government. And I think that if we, even to some degree fill that partial responsibility of ourselves we're able to apply more pressure mm-hmm. onto the other half and the responsibility I mean? it's not solely our responsibility no but the responsibility we do have is what you've just said about boycotting what we can boycott yeah and not putting too much pressure on ourselves either because mm-hmm. that's not going to serve you in any way um and also demanding more yeah like, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think it's fair for for healthcare professionals to be like, uh, excuse me. Yeah. One percent. That's my pay rise. That's, like it's oh, disgusting. It's insulting. It's actually insulting. Yeah. So yeah, we came up with a brand new plan for the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know your thoughts. I would absolutely love to hear <laughs> your thoughts on this. On what you think needs to change, <laughs> how you've been affected, if at all. Um, how we can help yeah if at all because you know we love to help yeah so join our cult and we'll come up with <gasps> some new ways <laughs> don't <laughs> um, right to end this episode what's your song of the week my song of the week this week it's been very very sunny um, is I was born a winner by Freddie McGregor I was born a winner <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. Very That's a nice. really good one. Mine is Woman by Little Sims. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, lovely. I've been enjoying. Very nice. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for your time. And we'll catch you next week. Yes. Bye.